When Jesus went down To the river that day Well, he was baptized In the usual way And when it was done God blessed his son He sent him his love On the wings of a dove On the wings of a snow white dove He sends his pure sweet love A sign from above On the wings of a dove On the wings of a snow That's why the movie closed with him playing catch See, because catches like, catches the visual embodiment of an exchange of ideas. Well, I think what you have is you have you had the family without the Holy Spirit and you had the family with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? And the and the change that makes because without the workings of the of the Holy Spirit, he wouldn't have that connection and he wouldn't have that second family it would just end up the same way as his first family did yeah and we know this because he was married even before yeah and she's like i didn't know about that and he's like yeah i was i was married to this other woman and then we weren't married so like it's, it's obviously a pattern for him it was right until yeah. the holy spirit acts acts Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to Sally Ford. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off. Down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. I think I do think somebody has to give a a, a schnapsis of what little plot there is, just okay. so that pe- like just so that people know yeah. who the characters are. There's, you yeah. know, there's Mac played by Robert Duvall. Yeah, go there's, ahead. Do, do the synopsis. There's a schnapsis. There's this guy in a small town hotel who's a drunk and he's run out of money. He goes up to the lady who owns the hotel. Look, I I don't have any money. Can I can I work for you? And she says yes. And she has a son who's about 10, 10, 11. Yeah. Is that what they said? I forget, but not very old. No. Pre-teenager, but not so young as to be annoying. You know, like if it was Lassie, it was uh, it was Jim instead of or was Jim Jeff, too? Jeff Jeff instead of Timmy. Yeah, yeah. Timmy, can you go punt that kid. <laughs> Lassie! Lassie! Starring June Lockhart, Hugh Riley. John Provost as Timmy, 
And, of course, Lassie. How old was Jeff? Was Jeff a teenager? I don't know. He was that. older. Was he older? They, they stopped the Jeff years when he became a teenager. Oh, okay. Because the, vo- it just, the voice was changing. A boy dog and not a Lassie, but that's okay. <laughs> it wasn't it? Wasn't it a boy dog? Yeah, I can't can't remember now if like in the stories if he was a boy dog or not no i think like i just mean like I, it's supposed to be a girl it is yeah yeah it was a male dog though that played. but the, i think the it was a male dog that played lassie mm-hmm. it's very confusing um the dog was confused <laughs> see this is what happens to my 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 synopsis uh, uh anyways the woman's name is, is rosalie the boy's name is sunny and he works there for a while, longer than he actually needs to, because he's formed an attachment to Rosalie, and they get married. And so... Which, it takes some time in the movie. The movie spans quite a bit of time. The, the movie does. I like, I like how the movie deals with time, because it's kind of like he basically says, you know that I really like you. And I want to marry you. So whenever you say yes, works for me. Yeah. And then they cut to them getting married. But it's not consecutive days. I love what this movie does with time. Right? Like how how there are those those jumps. Yeah. It's and ju- then, but it's... like you know exactly what's going on. You're right away in that place. But it's a, it's a, you know it's a jump in time. Yeah. Because their relationship doesn't take that long and it's not like a typical romantic build-up right because she's widowed by her husband was in the vietnam war and was killed there yeah so that's she she's already been married and she knows that mac has a past he was a country singer who became an alcoholic he has a divorced wife he has a, a teenage daughter that's about 17 18 years old at this point it's it's a movie about it's so, a movie about Max redemption. It's it's about Max change. Yeah, and it's it's it struggles with it's, it. Like, can people actually change, and and why do they change? And I, it also struggles with why do things happen the way that they do. Yeah, like Max struggles a lot with that. In over like in, in like overall, like not only in Max's life but in everybody's life in the movie, it's about. The Holy Spirit. It's about the working of the Holy Spirit, which is why we have chosen the movie Tender Mercies, as we are kind of in a Easter celebration time. We're past Easter, but uh, still before Ascension Day. So we're so we're kind we're of ta- in that sweet spot, and, and that's why we thought this would be a good movie to talk about. We were talking about like, okay, what do we do about Easter? And Easter is a little bit trickier to find, especially like. The ascension and the, the the outpouring of the the Holy Spirit. It's harder to find pieces of of art that talk that about talk that. about it. There's a lot of Christmas themes. Yes. That there's a lot of Christmas themed things, but there's not as much. And I I think partly, pro- partly because it's harder. Mm-hmm. Christmas like, themes typically end up becoming very sentimental, so they people like that. Yeah. Right. And yeah, and the, I, maybe the typology is just easier to, to, to grasp onto. You know, like you have a family or like a, a surrogate family. Like I'm thinking of like the three godfathers, right? Like that's really, and you go on a journey. Yeah. 
um, and it's like there's a baby involved. That's really easy for us people to like, oh, yep, that's a Christmas theme there. That's, yes, you know, you throw a baby in there. And I mean, you think also too, it's not literally Christmas, but it's kind of like Harry Potter is like the child born to save. Yeah. So it's like the a lot of the the Christology is that the yeah. the Christology the the Christ like themes the messianic themes is about like the the child born to save the world. Well, it's kind of like you have to fulfill the pro- prophecy, but then it's not so much about so, the aftermath of the prophecy. Or yeah, so the, the aftermath of the work of Christ is not. Yeah, and that's that's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Like that's the thing is like how do uh, sinners become redeemed can they actually be redeemed mm-hmm. right does it does it actually make a difference can people change and i think that's the thing that's really hard is yeah and like you're hard. dealing with the holy spirit which is a very ethereal thing and hard for us to grasp yeah and the movie tender mercies i think does a, a brilliant job it does in doing it because it shows the tiny increments of it yeah it's not just like this big spiritual awakening of like i have let the holy spirit into my heart and this is like oh everything's fixed in my life like definitely not mac will tell you not everything is fixed in his life and there's there's a lot that he doesn't understand yet right uh so that's i think that is a very realistic movie on on many levels uh, is is realistic. It gives you a really realistic picture into small town USA. They're just living on the side of the, a highway. Yep. Just a little, you just know, a little motel, motel a gas station combo. Yep. It's very realistic in, in that way. It's not very flashy. Oh, it's not a flashy movie. And like, it's not like flashy people, and it's not like the drop dead gorgeous stars or whatever like that like it's a washed up has been country singer yeah trying to get his life yeah. back together and you know just and in love not... with a country girl like it's not so it's very realistic i think another interesting thing like it's it's heightened realism you know like like going back to like our andrew wyeth yeah it's it's a different like it's very very real but it's also fake. Uh, yeah, it's it's almost uh, fantastic. <laughs> exactly. It, it's kind of like it's it's heightening the the reality, right? So that you yeah. see it more because yeah. like it's incredibly stark, incredibly barren. Yeah. The barrenness, which is the setting setting of of so they're surrounded by by fields and this slow highway. Like there's there's not a whole lot. There's not a ton of traffic on this highway. And no, it, and there's not even a ton of growth going on. No, they're not like that, farmer's fields next to them, or at least not all the way around them. Well, so I it's think just it's, it's, it's the time of year that you're seeing it, which even though it spans a, a long stretch of time, you don't really see the seasons change. But maybe that's a thing in Texas. I don't know. I think part of Texas is pretty barren. Yeah. but And there's there's some, some scenes where he's staring out at a barren field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything's kind of dry and, and dusty there. And there's there's a kind of a, a yearning and a quiet struggle, 
even in the landscape. Yeah, it's... that reflects the the people. And there's, but I I think what's important is in the barrenness. There's a potential of growth. There's like little signs of like maybe little sprouts of life. And there's like you feel like kind of under the earth someplace something might start to grow and there's a potential right because the, the 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 field is plowed so maybe the seeds just have to be sown right right and and we've we've talked about it before too fields are a really good metaphor of hope and time and faith right because you have to wait for this and you yeah. have to you have, have to, to believe wait for the rain and, and yeah and you have to believe that it will grow yeah and it takes a long time and so for a long time it might look barren and then all of a sudden is growing and it's not anymore and i think that kind of reflects what's going on there is that it, it takes a lot of time mm-hmm. for the seeds of the holy spirit to grow yeah and that's the thing too is like when mac and rosalie rosalie talk several key moments they're in their garden yeah yeah, the the climactic scene at the end when he's he's saying why why is this happening? I don't trust happiness. I never did. I don't know why I wandered out to this part of Texas drunk and you took me in and pitied me and helped me to straighten out, marry me. Why why did that happen? Is there a reason that happened? And son's daddy died in the war. My daughter killed in an automobile accident. Why? You see, I don't trust happiness. I never did. I never will. But he's in a garden. Mm-hmm. And he's cultivating. And there's things growing in that garden. And Rosalie doesn't have the answers for him. Right. She just walks away. Which I'm like, that's also really realistic. To not have the answers. To not have the answers. And like, say, I... Okay, yeah. like, you, you've said your piece. I I can't fix it for you. I don't know the answer either. Yeah. But that it happens in a growing garden. And then after that is the, is the final scene of him throwing the football with Sonny. Yes. So I think that that's is the, that's that's the, the growth. That's the, cl- like, that's the ending, but that's also like that's where we see the fruit of his labor. Yeah. And it's interesting that that's the fruit of his labor and not the fact that he has now a song that's going to be on the radio. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of hard to dissect this movie and talk about it in a linear fashion because we already jumped to the very be- end of the, the movie. The very end. Spoilers! Because, <laughs> because you need to talk about the very end to kind of figure out what was happening the whole time you were watching it. Right? Because it in the middle of the movie, he... He's a has-been country singer, so he doesn't have any songs out there. But then he writes a song because he's he's got that new spark of inspiration, his his wife. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to get that actually for his ex-wife to sing. He wants to just give it to her, which is a little bit of just like trying to to make like trying to make things a little bit better. Yeah, right. It's it's his. It's, it's, it's a little story. bit desperation. It's, well, I think, too, is is he feels like he's not contributing necessarily. Like, with the hotel, that's her business. Mm-hmm. 
And, like, obviously he does stuff, but I think he's like, well... They were making it just fine without me, too. Yeah. And they don't need me. And... Also, too, there's just the simple fact that he writes songs. Yeah, that's because he's he like does. he's like, what yeah. do you do? Well, what do you do, Mac? Well, I, I write songs. I always have. Yeah. So I think there there's that, and also the song isn't isn't the song about his relationship with Rosalie, or like that's when he started writing that. Yeah. And he's he's like it's is really corny. Yeah. It's a, it seems like it's a different thing that he's written in a while like maybe he wrote stuff yeah. like this before but it's been a while because he doesn't really trust it either yeah. and he doesn't know if he still got it and i think too that's partly like the his abuse of alcohol too where he's like well i mean there's a, been a lot of entertainers who have abused substances but that's not that's not the unrealistic part of this movie in fact, this whole movie no, is so that, realistic I wasn't, no it's it's super realistic i think he was just wondering like I've been an alcoholic for so long. Do I still have what it takes to be good at this job? Right. Because I don't even know because I've been drunk. Right. And that's kind of what has spiraled his life out of control. Yeah. And uh, that kind of was the grounds for his divorce. The alcohol. I mean, it kind of like obviously they develop complications, right? Because she said that when she had a kid... She was going to quit singing, but then it was always the one more show, the one more show. And so she never yeah. stood to her word either. And he never stopped drinking. And he never stopped drinking or the drinking got worse. Yep. You know, and then there was abuse involved. And so it kind of like is it's one of those things, again, like it is not as simplistic of, oh, she was bad and I was good. It was... Or just that he was bad and she was good. Right. It's not as messy. It's very messy, but he takes responsibility for it. Do you think that him offering his ex-wife the song to sing is, is his apology? No, I think he's trying to be able to see his daughter and so kind of start a rapport again. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just hoping for a favor I think I think it's more that because he's like, well, I offered it to you because you've liked my songs in the past and you've done really well with my songs because like all her hit songs were written by him. Yeah. So I think that's where his thinking was. I know this person and I think he feels much more amicable to her than she does to him. Yeah. But I think that's just the I think that's just the the personality of. Of the wife, um, or the ex-wife. Like, did you notice that every time you see her, especially, like, in that first scene, you you see her is very bright lights. Like, almost everything has been, like, either the yellow fluorescent, what is it, the yellow fluorescent lights? Yeah. Of, like, a cozy home before they had the daylight bulbs. <laughs> and, you know, you have natural light. And then all of a sudden you're stage lights. Like, it's it, is bursting, like, really harsh synthetic lights. Yeah. And her dressing room, everything's red. Like, it's a very yeah. bright red. And that's the most violent, really, you see them. Like, you see them fighting. Like, you haven't really seen Mac super aggressive at this point. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. You haven't really seen any anger. And then now you see, like, the anger. And you see, like, the most heightened emotions actually yeah are in that scene where you can can see his 
how his frustration would be manifest and why that relationship mm-hmm. spun out of control. I also find it interesting that he married singers. Where well, there, you have dueling singers with... You have Rose. very... like Yeah, you have that contrast Trust. of you yeah. have Dixie as like the performer. Dixie, the ex-wife, the performer. And then you have Rosalie who sings in the church choir. So it's, it's really interesting, the different use of well, their talents, right? Yeah. Like, and what they want to get out of it. Yeah, and then it's also like... The movie is a little bit of like which one's going to prevail over Max Soul, mm. which influences stronger. I can see that because there, there's, there's a montage where it kind of just goes back and forth between Dixie and Rose, Rosalie, like who's singing when, right? Like mm. it goes back and forth. She sing, Dixie sings, and then Rosalie is singing and there are contrasting cuts. Yeah. And that is like very clear that like she's singing at their baptism too. Yeah. So yeah, there's, and this is, I think this is another main thing that you need to be looking at when you watch tender mercies is the contrasting families, right? Cause right. you have, you have Mac who is married to Dixie and has a daughter and now he's married to Rosalie and has a son. Right. So like it's like very equal and there's Mac in the middle. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Right, because there's each one child there and singers and there's a lot of similarities. And yet it's completely different people with very different values. And it's also a little bit of that integration. Like Mac is adopting Sonny then, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he becomes father by default because his sonny's father's died yeah and so there's a little bit of this like can you can you love something other than just yourself though too mm-hmm. and that, maybe the idea of adoption because they took him in as yeah. much as he's taking them in if, if not yeah. more yeah and so there is that idea of yeah being brought into a new community and adoption yeah so what this movie is really getting at is like the, that that gift of the Holy Spirit and what does that bring people to, right? Max' story arc, there's nothing he does. There's absolutely nothing he does. Right? That earns earns his place. Yeah. Or that, that he can't do it by himself, right? He, he, he At the beginning of the movie, he literally hits rock, rock bottom, right? Yeah. And that's that's kind of like the starting point. Is just like yep. he can't do anything by himself. He has to turn to this mm-hmm. this woman and child and say, hey, "Help me! I I need work." Cause... Yeah, I'm a wreck. Yeah, yeah. And then that's well. And I think too is we don't we don't get the montage scene of him straightening out his life. We don't get to see him putting away the bottle. Right, you're she, told about you're it. You're told about it. She, Rosalie tells us mm-hmm. that she just told him, while you're working for me, you can't drink. Yeah. But he would go on benders, and she yeah. knew about it. And it just, what I forget exactly how she says it, but basically he did that a lot, and then just slowly he just stopped. Yeah. And he hasn't. Isn't it when he goes to the concert of Dixie? Yes. That he drives all over the place. Yes. And that he almost gets into, you know, a car accident. 
And he's got, he and buys a bottle. He buys a bottle and, and we're left in suspense of like, yes. what is he going to do with that bottle? Because right. we know this is an issue. And so he's driving and he goes every which way he can. Yeah. But eventually he does come back. He turns to, he basically turns in all directions. Yeah. It's, and, and But like, it's interesting again, like, okay, pay attention to the wind, but it's kind of like he's scattered to the four winds. Yep. But then he's, he's but then brought, he's brought back, back to, to, to the center. Yeah. I actually hadn't thought about that. That's not, that's, that's fun when we're talking King, and, you and find, then all of a sudden stuff. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool way to think about it. you're scattered yeah. to the four winds. But then he, he comes back and he didn't drink any of it. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that marks a big change in him because like it's, it's been going good for him as long as yeah. he's removed from everything. But right. then this young band come and they want to, him to help them because, yeah. oh, he's such a big name. And then he's like, well, I really should go try to sell my song and I really should start fixing my relationship with my daughter. Yeah. So it's as soon as you start interacting, then you're tested, right? Right. Because he's kind of but like... But you have to start trying to you do, do that, right? Yeah. It's not like just, oh, stay away from the big bad world. Yeah. You have to interact with those people. But I think that's kind of like the ten- like the drama all of a sudden. At yeah. that point, you're just like, oh, no. You know he has to do it, but you're also like, this is yeah. this could make or break him. And you are left in suspense of like whether he is going to break or not. Yeah. The idea of, of time. That it took him a, a long time to get over the bottle, the bottle, the alcoholism. And also, I think recognizing that some some relationships aren't going to be repaired, repaired all the way. So maybe let's let's talk about the daughter, because the daughter brings us to something that. I find the most complicated thing about the movie. I think it's, it's definitely a movie that's told simply, but not simplistic. Yes. It's one of those that you're like, yeah, What's I that? totally know what's going on. And then afterwards you scratch your head and you're like, wait, what? Huh? Why? Why did they do that? Yeah. because Exactly. It's just brilliant how they, they do that. I actually watched this with my cousin years and years and years ago. And we got done with it, and she said, I don't think I've ever seen a movie like that before. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good way to describe it, but that doesn't mean it's it's intimidating or or difficult to watch. But it, it is different if you're used to 2000... Something I don't know, movies. Hollywood Not on like, regular Hollywood mass market. Kind yeah, of stuff. and like this, this was change of pace even when it was made. Like yeah, you know, like is... it's Bruce Beresford, the director, said it, it. It was more of like he just knew he had to make it. Like he wanted to make it. Mm-hmm. And uh, according to Horton Foote, who wrote it, all the American directors turned it down. Yeah, and so they got got the Australian. Well, to do it, so the, it's, it's not it's a not movie like, you're going to make a ton of money off of. Yeah, but it became strangely very popular and did really well. 
But the studios yeah. did not believe in it. The studio no. did not believe well, in it. Well, I mean, how do you sell this movie? Like, we tried to give a synopsis yeah. on it. It was like, drunk kind of <laughs> sort of puts his life together. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not... Like, and that's the thing. Like, even just talking about it, I don't think Mac's problem with alcohol is that big of a problem in the movie. It's just a small piece of, of him. Of the problem. Of the problem. It's not like this is how you get the monkey off your back it's the problem is how do you change yourself can you change yourself and and what has to happen well i think also like how do you find peace in life and how do you how how do you you live like how do you make the pieces fit this time we almost made pieces fit This time we almost made some sense of it, didn't we, girl? Yeah, how do you just live a life? Because he says, I don't believe in in consequences. Mm Mm-hmm. But you still end up asking why. Yeah. So let's let's get back to the the daughter. Sue Ann, right? Uh, Yes who he calls little sister. The the mother has had complete custody over her and he hasn't seen Since her a, for he, a long long time. Yeah. And so she comes and she basically says, "I hate my mother." Yeah. She's a party pooper. <laughs> not not really. But she she says that I I don't I don't like my mother. She doesn't like the boyfriend that I have and I'm going to Does live, she well, I was like I want to live my life with this this guy who I want, yeah. you know, I want to do what I want to do. And the temptation for Mac in that scene is to bash on Dixie and say yeah. Yeah, I'll give you whatever you want. Like basically, like she doesn't want money; she wants permission to do what she wants to do, mm-hmm. and permission to hate her mother. Yeah. And Max in a position where he could really easily bash on, yeah, Dixie. And but he says, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that." Well, it's an interesting scene because he has to try to put his ex-wife in the best possible light possible. Because he also sees that Sue Ann is kind of going down uh, a path where she's almost following his footsteps. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have much of a relationship with her, so there's not much he can do to stop it. Mm-hmm. And especially not at the risk of going back on what he said he would do for Dixie. Like, Right. You know, you can't just bash on her and... No, but that wouldn't have helped anything either. And that wouldn't have been a real relationship either because then you're just friends because you have a common enemy. Yes. Right? And then as soon as you stop saying yes to everything that she wants, you're the enemy now. Mm-hmm. There's a longing in him that wants to have this relationship, but... It's too late. Yeah. I think maybe that's the point of the him singing the song by himself so she asked do you remember the song he used to sing where on the wings of a snow white dove he's something something senses love and he goes i don't i don't remember and then she leaves 
and he's staring outside the window sings the song so yeah. that we we're, we get to know that he doesn't remember it he does know it also like just what gutsy filmmaking to have a suspended shot like that with the the actor with his back turned to us <laughs> right yeah and it's a deeply emotional scene yeah. deeply emotional and that's it's amazing, like, the, the craft that went into this movie to do that, where you can have a whole whole verse of a song sung to you with your act, with the actor turning his back. Like, usually, like, you're all about the eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And then editing, you have to make sure you line up the eyes so that people aren't searching for eyes because that's where our eyes instantly go. That's how we make connections. Right, so you want to make sure, and that's why if if something is feels jarring, it's like oh maybe it's because they hid the eyes. Okay. Right, so that's yeah. that's a kind of something you can think about while you're watching movies. It's like are they always lining up the eyes for you, or are they making you jump and trying to to make you work find, for it and find oh, okay. it and searching? So then that can kind of give an unease and like like you're searching and like mm. you don't know what's going on. But if if you keep you know every cut, you can have the. The, the eyes in the same part of the frame as the last cut, okay. then it feels very seamless yeah. to our brains. Gotcha. So just gutsy, gutsy moves all all the way through it. And I think the, the lack of, and the thing is, is I never remember which one it is. It's like sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous yeah. system. There's non-diegetic music and there's diegetic music in movies. Yeah. And one is that... It's music that the character hears. Yeah. So, like, they turn on the radio. So, we hear it and they hear it. And it may or may not have to do with the emotion of the scene. Or, like, they're singing a song and we hear it, but they're also singing it. And then there's the other one where it's a soundtrack. Like, we hear it, but they don't. Yeah. Like, dun-da-dun-dun, dun-da-dun. Indy doesn't hear that. Wow. He might have it in his heart. Like, that's Tarr! what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, like, that's the emotion that Indy's yeah. having, and we share in that and is told to us through music. Yeah. Right? I don't think there's any soundtrack. There might be a tiny bat, but I don't think there's any soundtrack. No, only, no. Because no that, that, that opens us up to hearing the wind, which is massively important. The weather is very important in this. Yeah. And so lots of wind and you hear all the songs like on the radio because we know like country radio is important to these characters lives and that's like the culture they're in. Yeah. And we also hear the singing so either either in church or concert or what Max sings. What's interesting about that is how emotional the movie is without that music. To give us emotion cues. Yes. But the... Yeah, I think it's because the whole movie is wrapped up in music, though. A little bit. Yeah, but a lot of the music doesn't tell you what to feel in the scene. That's true, yeah. You know, some of it is is just jarring. I mean, they have the radio on all the time, so I guess maybe you can just think, like, oh, they're going through... They have a nice country song on and then they're just like going through this internal torment yeah. of like trying to figure out what does everything mean. 
So I guess there's that, but it doesn't really give you the... Yeah, like, and there's it no motifs. There's no motifs of like, oh, yeah. this is the love scene motif, and this is this motif, right? Yes. And we get a lot of inf- I think you would be surprised how much information you get about a scene from from good music. Yeah. In a in a movie, because like you're right away like, oh, this is the love scene, like going to back to India, like, yeah. oh, Indy and Marion are are finally back together, and we're like, the when he thinks that Marion is dead, he's drinking. We have have the love theme. Yes. going on under because that's what he's thinking about yes and so we're right away connected to him knowing that he's sad about this and so it's very gutsy and bold filmmaking to be that gripping with without, without the, that and just yeah. like having the, the the actor randomly stand with his back turned to you but the, i think the reason why he is why he does have his his back turned to us is that he's watching his daughter leave. Yeah. And I... See, I think it's, that... It's hard. I th- Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll give my best theory, but... Okay. Oh, I thought he was... He's saying it for... With, not to her, but to himself. The reason he didn't sing it to her and said he, he didn't remember is... I think maybe, one, it was too emotional. Too much pain. Okay. Right, because it, it, it's a song that I think maybe reminds him of his failure as a father. But then, too, he realizes that he doesn't have that relationship with his daughter, and he he can't just long for that relationship. He has to actually turn to to now picking up the pieces of his life and doing the best he can now with Sonny. Yeah, I would. What were your thoughts? I, I would say they're similar. I don't know. I don't think he doesn't. I don't think he. I don't think he doesn't sing it. That feels really clunky. You said that it's too painful for him to sing it. And I don't know if that would be quite my choice of word. Because he sang it to her when she was just a little girl. And that was their bonding experience. So honestly, that's basically their only happy memory. Which I guess what your point is that reliving a happy memory can be sad. Yeah. Which is weird. Well, <laughs> oh, human emotions! Well, uh, no, it but is like, sad because that's not the way things are. He doesn't want to weigh her down. Like, kindle up a relationship again and make her feel like, oh, maybe we have a connection only to be let down again. When he realizes that she's already set on her path she, of she's her own an person, she's an adult, and she's already set on her path. She, she's, even though she doesn't say it at the time, what happens is that she elopes with this guy anyways. Yeah, and I think he kind of foresees that, and I, I think to sing it would weigh her down. And I think it's a song about like this is is the past, and he's lo- like I think he's watching. The reason why he's at the window is that he's watching it go right because i imagine he's standing at the window because he's he's watching it go so i agree with you like it's a bygone time that you can't get that time back but also maybe it's because he himself is not the holy spirit right because that's a song about the holy spirit so that's the interesting thing about what the song actually is so let's let's listen to it about what what he actually sings when jesus went down 
to the waters that day. He was baptized in the usual way. And when it was done, God blessed his son. He sent him his love on the wings of a dove, on the wings of a snow white dove. He sends his pure sweet love aside from So the the song is called On the Wings of a Snow White Dove, which was written by Bob Ferguson. So he sings the part about how Jesus was baptized. The the dove is a symbol of the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. So that's where I'm confused. And I think it's okay to be confused. Or at least it's, it's okay to have multiple and slightly competing ideas in one and and have it sit there with you get cozy with it share share your blanket with it It, um it's definitely a a a pivotal scene that doesn't you can't fully grasp which i think is entirely the point because if it's a movie about the holy spirit i don't think we're going to fully grasp it no you can't you can't fully grasp it so i think the the idea is that but i i think maybe it's maybe he's singing it as a blessing to her that uh, that's hopes, a thought that crossed my mind. Like, maybe he's singing that, I hope the Holy Spirit works in you, but I know that I'm not the one to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he's hoping that she finds her Rosalie, right? That's, yep. that's the woman who saved him, so maybe she will find somebody who the Holy Spirit will use to save her, right? So, I don't know. There's, there's many... I, I would be... I want y'all to watch it and tell me what you think. Yes. That means because you, you I think can, that's You can the, write into Ducks Never Wait. Yeah, I think that's one that we could just have a whole discussion on that scene alone. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to say much because we were both like, yeah, I don't know. I think the doesn't want to weigh down the daughter. Yeah. Doesn't want to try to say like, give her false hope in a relationship that is kind of doomed. Yeah. I think that's that's part of it. So the song is the past. Yes. So trying to say like, oh, the relationship you had when you were five It is no more. It's it not, is no more. Like yeah. I'm I'm a different person, you're a different person. We can't just like have these this this false pretense of everything's, everything's fine. Yeah. And sometimes you can't reconcile the past. Yeah, you, you I think but like you can have forgiveness. But that doesn't even fix things. Yeah. Well, Mac, we'll baptize. I love that scene. It's my favorite scene of the movie. Well, well, Mac, we've been baptized. Do you feel different? I don't really feel different. People said I'd be changed, but I don't feel a whole lot different. I guess I feel a little different. Love that scene. It's so well written. The baptism is definitely a, a theme because what is baptism? It's, it's, it's being set apart. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it is, 
It's God claiming you. It's interesting, too, that Mac and Sonny go on this journey together. Like, they're baptized yeah. in the same service. They're baptized yeah. together. You know, and that's something that they bond over, right? Yeah. Because Sonny says, like, well, Mac, we've been baptized. Do you feel any different? And I think one of the most important pieces of dialogue in the movie is, is Mac says, no, not yet. Yeah. Which shows you that it doesn't, it's just not some miracle cure. Yeah. But yeah, it, he has faith that it will. Yeah. So I, I think that he says, no, not yet is super important. And that because we get to see at the end of the movie that it has. Yeah. It's made it. It's made its mark. It, it has made a difference. But it, it's not this big turnabout. Like, oh, look, it's every, it fixed all of my life problems. It, it doesn't mean that the world's all of a sudden... And it doesn't mean that he doesn't and... question anything. No, I mean... The Maybe movie, that's a good segue. Yeah, the movie ends with him questioning. Yeah, because he his daughter elopes with this band dude. Kind of a loser. Total loser who had a wife previously and divorced her. So total loser, but she runs off with him and he's drunk. So I guess that does kind of come back as a theme. The The guy she's with is drunk and drives and they end up in a car accident and Sue Ann dies. That brings up, rightfully so, a lot of emotions for Mac and for Dixie, but again, like I find it interesting how Mac is very like there's you see you see the things under the surface. Like mm-hmm. you see that there is something under the surface. Whereas Dixie is like Well, she's sedated in bed she's, and she's still overwrought by Yeah. It. Like in almost like in an almost overacting way. Yeah. But that just who she is. Yeah, or it's almost like okay, nobody's like that dramatic. Yeah, but she's like over, like she's kind of in that show world of like the over, yeah, rot, I guess. But Mac in his garden asks, like, why? I mean, like, and, and even Dixie asks, like, why did God do this to me? Yeah. And then Mac asks, why, why wasn't I killed? He's driven drunk all a lot. In his yeah, past. it's like I deserve to die more than she did. Why didn't I die? The That's the, the I don't trust happiness. You see, I don't trust happiness. I never did. I never will. Which, again, is another complicated scene because we see the glimmers of happiness all yeah. around. But and like, I think he feels happy some of the time. Well, yeah. Well, that's why he's saying he doesn't trust it. Yeah. Because, like, of course, that's you the can, thing, yeah. too, is right when he's going to get with this younger band that's playing his song and that he's singing with mm-hmm. they just they just got a contract right and it, it is like that heightened realism right because it's as soon as there's that high of like oh wow this is great that's yes. when they get the news yeah because right? they're all excited to go listen to their song that they just recorded yeah this kind of like mini comeback for mac and his song is on the radio and rosalie's playing it on the radio and he comes up and all you see is his hand flicking it off because he had gotten the news that his daughter died. Yeah. So again, you see that that 
that twist of fate. Yeah, that heightened realism too that we were talking about, where yeah. like how it's 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 bringing you through these emotions faster and higher, but that it's it's something that people haven't experienced before. Yeah, and it, it can happen where yep. it's that high and that low, and that's those are the the waves of of life. But then with that whole, he goes to see Dixie and and pay his respects. Mm-hmm. He goes to the funeral of his daughter, and that's almost like. At least there's closure between him and Dixie, mm-hmm. right? Because the animosity between them was about whether he could see yeah. Sue Ann. Well, now neither, neither one of them can. And, yeah. and they maybe Dixie a little bit realizes that she too has had her faults yeah. throughout it all. Yeah. But then also that it's not, the answers aren't just handed to you. Right. But why why do things happen? Yeah, and that that questioning uh but and you're not going to get the answers. Not in this life. And that it's it's the little things. Well, in I think life. the whole title of the movie is interesting, Tender mm-hmm. Mercies. Right? Yeah, because like that's from the Psalms. Yeah. I think it's in other places in the Bible too, but I know it's in the Psalms. Yeah. Tender mercies. And it's Rosalie that says, um, every night when I say my prayers, I thank him for his blessings and tender mercies. You and Sonny top the list. So I guess it's it's those things that God puts in your life that you see his mercy in. Yeah, and that what it what it is is like a tender mercy is is playing catch with your son. Mm-hmm. Because I think playing catch with your son is what it is in the movie is it's it's the the visual of the exchanging of persons. Yeah. Because you you hand something to somebody and they hand it back to you. Yeah. And you, it's it's just like a dialogue. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. So and, we're and playing that, catch with words. Wow! Look at us They're go. They're playing catch with with a football. And that just an aside. But when you watch the movie, Sonny for a little kid has got an arm. He, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, how I don't know he how, does it. I, how they found a kid that yeah. could throw a football that well. He's like, got a cannon. I could never throw a football no, like that. No, and like that straight as well. Like some of them are a little wobbly, but not like, bad for a little kid. Every time I see people throw a football, I get very jealous because <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Well, you got little hands. So that I do. Help. It does not help. I need a little football. Not as fun to throw though. One of those little Nerf ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting that Rosalie says that that's a tender mercy, right? Because we see a lot of of Mac, and not so much what she needs. Yeah. But I I think she sees what God has done for her. Yes. In them. And that's that's the thing too is like when when asking these questions why, it's not like it's just all about you and your perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Because like maybe. Maybe God's plan was to have him be the father of Sonny, right? But right, the, and like that's a, yeah, and that's the thing too. Like it, it was in in God's plan that the daughter died. Like, that's, but then that's also why. It was in God's plan that the husband of of Rosalie died. Yeah, um, Sonny's father died. Mm-hmm. And like that doesn't make sense. And there's a lot of things that in that that don't make sense to her. She never finds out why he died right or like what battle where he died what battle he died in like yeah and just war doesn't make sense yeah he he just went over 
to Vietnam and he never came back. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things in her life and in Sonny's life too, the, the bullying that he goes through. Yeah. There's stuff know, that like, doesn't make sense. I love how he deals with it though. Yeah. Like Sonny, like, I'm not a kid actor person. Usually I find kids annoying in movies as just a principal, <laughs> you know, but he is so... So good, like when the kids come up and say, "Like, oh, your dad's dead." He's like, "I know." <laughs> you know, it's, it's not, like it's not well, news. It's like your your mom got married to another guy. He's like, "I know." <laughs> then he talks to his mom about stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think the way that Sonny is written, just like when he's sent off to bed and they start talking in the living room, he's like, "Quiet, I'm trying to get to sleep. Can y'all <laughs> stop talking?" Yeah. You know, there's just really good moments with him. And, like, my favorite scene, like I already said, like, you know, people said I'd feel like a whole new person. I guess I feel a little different. Yeah. You know, just his timing on that. I don't know. But he did a really good job. This movie was, I think, one was nominated and won five Oscar, Oscar thingies. Oscar little men statues. That's impressive. Yeah, best picture, best actor, best director, best screenplay, and best original song over you. Okay. So pretty impressive. It's an impressive it was, movie. It is a very impressive to, movie. To watch it to fully understand what we're talking about. Yeah, but hope yeah, hopefully, hopefully this we've has been in, invited you to to take a look. And it's it's not a movie where reading people talk about it and listening to people talk about it is going to change how you view it. No, and it's not going to detract from your experience. It's not like you can say, well, now I've basically seen it. Yeah, because it is a, you have to experience it. I've, I've just discovered uh, an, an example. I've just discovered that you can get spark notes for free. Okay. And for a certain project that I'm working on, that's quite helpful for me. So you can just go and like, oh, spark notes on this book. And they yep. have, have everything you need. And I'm like, that's awesome for me because I'm going to be, you know, using it for as a teacher. <laughs> but I'm like, students probably have figured this out before I have. Right. You know? So it's it's always a danger to get the spark notes. And basically what I would, what I would like and what we've done here is kind of the spark notes version of... Yes. Of a book. The 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 it, the problem with spark notes and, and the problem with what we've done is it's, if you don't ever go beyond it, it's just a flattening of the piece of art. Yeah, and you never get the the enrichment in your life. Yeah, you just get like, oh, I have knowledge that this movie exists and these are the themes in it, but you don't get to experience it. Which is the whole point. Yeah. So to just read the spark notes of a book, you may factually know the book. But you, but don't you don't know, know the, the book. book. You haven't experienced the book. It's kind of like you read a bio on somebody and like you say, oh, I've met that person. But no, you haven't. You haven't, no. you know. It's, it's like, oh, I've read your resume. I know all about you. No. Yeah. Like that's why you still have in-person or like. Interviews. Interviews. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just an interesting thing that I, I discovered today. And it, it just ended up working very well for my little illustration here. It did. Do you have a favorite part of the of the movie? That scene when he is singing with his back turned. The the scene with the daughter. Yeah. The whole thing. 
is incredibly is, moving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that scene and the the baptism scene are probably my favorites. As we spend this time reflecting on the death and resurrection of death, Jesus Christ and, and ascension, ascension of, yeah. of Jesus Christ, hopefully we've we've inspired you to to watch Tender Mercies, enjoy a really good movie. It's one that you can endlessly rewatch, and it's it's so enjoyable, and it's not long. No, I always appreciate. Yeah, that it's there's no fat on it. Like there's no scene that you're like, oh, that went on too long, or oh, that was a draggy part. It just keeps you entranced the entire time, and then by the time it's done, you're like, oh, it's over already. At least that's how I always feel. Yeah, and because it doesn't. It doesn't drag things out at all. Even no. the, the even the ending. Mm-mm. It's just that that's Yeah, that's and you the watch end. them throwing the football and you're like, Oh, okay, what's gonna happen next? And you're like, That's it. That's, that's and the you're end. like, Oh yeah, that really is it. Well I guess maybe I should talk about products that we have. Or should we say the products? Oh, that is funny. Did you just come up with that? Yes. That's actually really funny. We should put that in the newsletter products. Yeah. That's really funny. Okay, that's that's a keeper. Okay, so the new products we have. That's it's, it's funny because it's like it's a spelling joke because I actually I feel like I'm saying it exactly the same. Yes, it is a it is a very funny joke for me to come up with because I'm not a spelling person. But maybe that's why I made the connection, right? Because I think I, so. I you would... actually make more spelling jokes than you would think, but because, like, you think you spelt it correctly and then it ended up being a pun or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah. Because dyslexia you have issues. is just a pain. Is it a pain? Well, it, for it spelling is it is. For, it is a yeah. pain. All right, the products. Okay, the products. What do you want to talk about? What are you so, excited about well, seeing? Okay, one thing I think I'm very excited about because we've done now one, and that's the newsletter, and that is going to be killer. Because we, we, we don't mm-hmm. you agree? I that, do agree. That, it's my killer. It's yeah. not really a product, but it's a product but, of the products. Exactly. Because what it does it's is a productling. It, yeah. It it enables you to get a scope of the landscape, one might mm-hmm. say. Because how the, the the fathoms, like just to, to start fathoming the fathoms of the I'm trying to make it aquatic. The uh, the fathoms of the fathoming no fathoming the fathoms of the depth of um of liquid of H two O with salt. What's the chemical compound of salt? Uh, is that not, is that not a thing? Is that not an element? That's an element, isn't it? Yeah, it's sodium. Yeah, S O S O D S S. No, oh, you're. Wow, we're dumb. No, come on. <laughs> Edward's like, I am not dumb. I just can't live with this person. <laughs> it's hard to uh, soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by buzzards. Oh, it's... It is sodium mixed with something else. But anyways. Um, they mix something else in it? Salt naturally occurring is is two chemicals. Interesting. Very volatile chemicals, actually. I saw I saw how they would use lead pans, like, and then they would f- pour in the salt water, and then they would like cook it, and they would scrape the the pure like impurities out of it, 
and how actually they had such grades of salt and they each had a different thing to do. Like the, the lesser one would be like for sanitizing things and like you mm-hmm. wouldn't really eat it. And then another one would be for curing and then you would wipe it off the cured meats. Mm-hmm. And then the very fine white salt is what you would put on the table. And that's yeah. what the Richie Richie people got. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how many foods now, like everybody just gets the Richie Richie version? Yeah. And there's no... There's not really a lot of base ones like sea salt, like gray sea salt. That's mm-hmm. not that's not a high grade of salt, right? But we we now call it a high grade of salt. Because yeah, it's, it's got more flavors, more minerals. Flavors. Yes, exactly. I know we pay for expensive salt now because we mm-hmm. want we, the crappy we, stuff in it that they were trying to purify out of it. It's a whole thing. Yeah, pink Himalayan sea salt. Yeah, I don't know why the pink salt is better. It's not. It's just kind of fun. I guess Mother's Day is coming up soon. Mother's Day is coming very soon. So... You got to get on board the gravy train. Yeah, because we got to ship it to you, and that always takes a couple days. Mm-hmm. So and Also, sure. here's the thing. If you decide last minute to rush, and you, pe- other people decide last minute to rush, there is a potential, potentiality, that there won't be enough product to go around. That is true. That right. Is, we don't. We don't. Is, we don't want to run on the bank. That is. Oh, yeah. Give me back my money. <laughs> uh, there's always a, a potential for potentiality. So what I'm saying, folks, is now's the time to buy. Mm-hmm. And I think if you sign up for the newsletter, which you can do. How do you sign up for the newsletter, Megan? Email us at ducksneverwaver.com. Com? No, not not .com. DucksNeverWaver at gmail.com. How do you sign up for it? You follow the linky poo to the linky link. Yes. So, Which, Ali, how does that work? I think what you would probably, the easiest way for you to do that is to go to Facebook or Instagram and find our link tree thing. That would be the easiest way to get. Well, maybe I'll leave the link for it in this thing. That would be wise. So that you can go to d- the d- 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 go to dud description. <laughs> That's why it's called dud district description. Because it used to be just description, and then everybody would say the description, and then they just like description. Got it. That's how we got that word. Interesting. Dropping some etymology on y'all. I love it. <laughs> I'll drop it in the doobly doo. Yeah. How about that? Um, but we're talking about the prod duck, not the prod duckling. Yes. So I'm still pretty psyched about these towel ring holders because I had an active part in making mm. them. So basically you're just selfish and anything that's about you is what you like. Yes. Ah. Uh, but. How how hard was it to make these things? And like uh, what, what, I keep telling everybody that you just like grab random pieces of plywood. Is that true? Or did you buy plywood for this? I, that's no, exactly. I didn't spend time on the material. Oh, good. I did spend like about $30 on one tool to make them better. Mm-hmm. They're very round now. The first one was, was like the organic, organic round. Yeah. Uh, but this, the, now well, they're very, very round. Yeah. And I think they look super cool because you get to see all the different pieces of, oh, of yeah. wood. Oh, yeah. All the layers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're quite sturdy. Like, the nice thing about using plywood as opposed to actually, like, a piece of hardwood is if you use a piece of hardwood and you cut it into a ring, the grain orientation, you're going to have a point in that ring where the grain is very short. And 
what that means is it's very weak at that point, so it wouldn't take much for it to snap. Thankfully, because we're using plywood, that's now no longer an issue because you have these intersecting layers yes. of wood. Yes. So you have no one point that's weak. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you if you buy a, a towel ring... You gotta buy some towels. You gotta buy some towels, because otherwise you don't have anything to put in, and that'll look just silly. Yeah. Now that's just silly. The very gorgeous colors coming out. There are out. Oh, okay. They're they're, they're there. They're there they're, for they're you to enjoy. They're shocking and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They they really are. They're very brilliant. They're very springy. Like we definitely had some more roasty, toasty, cozy colors, and these are yeah. the the more shocking, like bright blue, green. Little pink, pop of color. Pop of color. Very springy. Yeah, and I I feel summery. like you guys are just learning more and more how to get the most pigmentation. Yeah. It, it it does depend like sometimes it's really funny how the the plant works okay you know cuz like we we had some super vibrant marigold ones and then we we did some more but then it wasn't as colorful like it pigmented there was more white in between and we think that ha- has to do um with different kinds of marigolds that we had okay we had a deep red one that also produces the same color as the orange one, but we have a feeling that that one had more pigment in it. Gotcha. And so as we got to the bottom of the bag, it had less. But we don't really know. So sometimes it's just kind of who knows. And same thing, like especially like the dye vats, when you make a, a colored water and then cook it in there, it's really hard to know what you're going to get. Gotcha. Well, you I, need a lot of dye stuff. That's what makes... The diff- that's the difference though about having a, a hand dyed botanical mm-hmm. dyed product is everyone is unique yeah you can't make it exactly the same yeah and even like towel to towel like even if they're in the same vat they're going to take the color differently yeah so it's it's fun it's always it's always different and I, I've learned not to really have you have to kind of change your expectations I think mm-hmm. and not try to control it too much no and just have fun you can't control life too much no no i guess not i guess we we got deep all of a sudden we're talking about towels and now we're out of control in life one thing i think that any mom would have fun getting is kind of like a bunch of mini presents instead of one present i do think that's a really nice idea which is something we offer with our hobo bundles yeah yeah because you'll get a bandana which you can she like your your mom could put on her little doggy because mm-hmm. you obviously got her a dog for christmas so now the dog needs a bandana for of mother's course. day and or she can wear it she would look smashing in it mm-hmm. and then you're gonna get a notebook so that she can write nice things to you because like if you're giving mom a gift, you know that she's probably going to want to write a thank you card to you. Yes. So she could write you a little note from the That's notebook. That's true. You know. Very true. Moms moms like to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you'll get a butterfly pin. Yes. Tell us about the butterfly pin. Butterfly pins, those those are a little, little, little tiny creation. <laughs> little tiny thing I made. Uh, so they, they're... Um, I made them to kind of start raising awareness for fibromyalgia, purple butterflies, the, the symbol of that. 
and I make it out of um, a crocheted base and then I embroider unique designs on them and then they have a handmade copper wire frame on top of them kind of to like yeah. look like the butterfly is moving right yeah. and I I make each of them always a little bit different because everyone with fibromyalgia is a little bit different they it affects them in a, in a different way and so that's why every butterfly looks a little bit different so you're going to be kind of surprised by what a butterfly you get or you can get them with a mushroom ornament which you could totally, and it's kind of like made to sell on like for Christmas trees, mm-hmm. but they would look super cute hanging wherever. Like they're just yeah. a little mushroom. Like you can do whatever you want with a little mushroom. And then the really fun thing about our hobo bags is that those are, those are the things you get to know about, right? Yeah. But then something that you won't get to know about is I've snuck in there a little vintage surprise. I'm slurring. I don't know why I'm like... Surprise? Surprise. A little vintage surprise. And I've hand-selected all of them. They're super cute. They're... It could be anything, and it's, it's about five to ten bucks. They will get a little, little trinkety yes. thing. And uh, so that's the surprise. Like, whoa! Yeah. I got this cool little thing! And... Uh, so I think I think your wife got one. Yes. Did she very know? Pleased. Was, did she know what she was gonna get for her little trinkety thing? No. Yeah. And was she happy with it? Very. See, see, I'm that good. Mm-hmm. I know what you want before you know you want it. Yeah. <laughs> see, the only thing is that she did have an inkling of all the things you bought, so she knew what was in the milieu, and there were certain things that, like, oh kind of hoping for but she was still extraordinarily pleased with what she got yes so like yep. that's that's the thing you don't even have to worry about that because you don't know what the potential is out mm-hmm. there you just know that it's all going to be good stuff yeah no it's really cool stuff and the thing is it's, it's kind of an interesting idea because it's you sometimes don't know what you like until it's placed in front of you yeah, that's very true. And I think, too, like, with gifts, we're always, like, worried about, like, getting something new, getting something new. But then, like, here, I've gotten something that's old. And made it new. And made it new for you. So it's not like, oh, I just went and found this old random piece of thing, and then your mom's going to be like, Ugh, my kid never puts any effort. Yeah. But, like, here, it is gorgeously bundled and hand-curated. And thoughtfully put together, and yet we're still mixing new and old. Yeah. So it makes it very thoughtful, and your your mother will be so impressed with your good taste. Absolutely, and that's what you really want. Yeah. The, you want the gifts you give to really reflect well upon you. Of course. Why? Why else would you give the gift? Yeah. So don't be stingy this year. Go with ducks never waver. <laughs> that's a great tagline. Don't be stingy this year. Just fork it over. <laughs> Just give us the dang money already, all right? <laughs> yes. Do it. I love it. All right. Be pleasant. Stick wacky. <laughs>